Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Welcome back into another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, we're going into some colder weather. Hope everybody's doing okay. Um, welcome back in. We're going to discuss today the Illinois Final Line Eye Preview versus the Purdue Boilermakers in a big time Big Ten West showdown between Illinois and Purdue. Both looking to try to find their way into the Big Ten title game. Purdue coming off a tough loss last week. Illinois also coming off a tough loss last week. But Illinois has poised themselves to still have the opportunity to get to that Big Ten title game. They still have to take care of some business. And we're going to talk about how they are going to take care of that business today on this show. Please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow and rate on Apple and iTunes. And get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Also go... Um, check out all the other episodes, leave a comment in the comment section down below, all that good stuff. So Illinois is coming off the tough loss that we discussed versus Michigan State, uh, losing to another Big Ten East uh, opponent, just like they lost to Indiana. Uh, That's the only two losses Illinois has this year is Indiana and Michigan State. They are now set to face off against the Purdue Boilermakers. Um, It's going to be one of the highlighted games 
and the Big Ten because this does have big implications to um, both teams, but it really has a big implication for Illinois for the first time being in this situation for in a very long time. Um, Illinois is number 21. Purdue is not ranked. Um, there's a few things that could happen in this game that Illinois just can't walk into this game and think they're going to win. Um, Purdue is that sneaky team that can beat and upset teams that they're not supposed to beat because of their offense. They have a, you know, they always claim them as a pro style att- pass attack team. Um, they do love to pass the ball. They're not an air raid team, but they love to pass the ball. Um, by pro style, you're going to see different formations, different shifts um, to try to get matchups where they need them to get. That's what NFL does a very good job at, where they can um, <clears throat> shift two guys, get guys to move to try to get a good matchup they want. And they're looking to a lot of times to also get the running back the ball um, from the backfield. And they're going to take some deep shots, that champagne approach where you try to take two shots per quarter up to eight total um, to try to get a deep passing attack. But it's a big time um, matchup for both teams. Um, we're going to talk about Purdue a little bit, and then we're going to talk about Illinois. And, you know, because we've already sat here and talked about what happened with Illinois and Michigan State. We don't really need to continue on everything that happened with there. Um, but with Purdue, they were poised to try to get to the Big Ten title game. Um, they are sitting at five and four. Uh, they had that very close loss to Penn State, thirty-five to thirty-one. Um, then they lost to Syracuse in a close one, thirty-two to twenty-nine. And then they go on a four-game win streak over teams of FAU, uh, Minnesota. They beat twenty to ten. They beat Maryland, thirty-one twenty-nine, and they beat Nebraska, forty-three to thirty-seven. Then they've gone on this two-game losing streak versus Wisconsin, who has gotten who has started to play better. I wouldn't say they've gotten better; they're just starting to get a little more healthy and they're playing better. They lost thirty-five to twenty-four, and then a then a game that I don't know that a lot of people would have picked this to win for Iowa, but Iowa won twenty-four to three. Just in the fact that Iowa scored twenty-four points, I think was a miracle in itself. The fact that they can find the end zone for 24 points. Iowa's defense is good, but I thought Purdue's passing attack would really get to Iowa. Watching parts of that game while it was on, uh, Purdue did get to Iowa at times. Um, They just couldn't capitalize. And so now, if Illinois would have beat Michigan State and had this huge time confidence thing, uh, I would say that's this is blood in the water. But right now, Purdue is also thinking the same thing. Purdue is going to be desperate, I think a little bit more than Illinois. Um, Purdue is going to come out and try to smell blood in the water of we're going to try to beat this ranked team, which well, that's what they do. Purdue beats ranked teams. That's just what just what happens. And they're, they're still a good football team. Still a good football team. Um, right now, Purdue in the Big Ten West is sitting um, – they're sitting tied for second. Uh, Wisconsin and Purdue are both 3-3 three and three and 5-4. and four, But since Wisconsin beat Purdue, you would kind of put Wisconsin at 2 and Purdue at number three. Wisconsin now is starting to become alive into this Big Ten West representative into the Big Ten title game conversation. Um, I don't think that that's what's going to happen. Um, I know this is the Purdue-Illinois preview, but if we look at Wisconsin the rest of the way, they have Iowa, which they can beat because it just depends on Iowa's offense. 
um, Nebraska, I think that Wisconsin could win there, and Minnesota. So um, I don't know if it will happen because I think one of those teams is going to get Wisconsin, but Wisconsin does have this opportunity here to try to sneak in there. Illinois sitting at 4-2 and two in the conference, 7-2 and two overall. So the path to the Big Ten title is still open. Illinois is going to have to um, win. They're just going to have to win when it comes down to it. Um, for them to try to get to this Big Ten title game. They're going to have to win against Purdue, obviously. Then the Michigan loss for the Big Ten stuff. Beating Michigan is going to help them catapult there, but then they got to beat Northwestern. Um, and Northwestern is struggling right now. They're 1-5 and five and 1-8, and eight, but we'll get all that later. But Purdue, um, right now, they average 29.4 points per game. They do give up 25.3 points per game, so their defense is not the best, especially when you give up 24 points to Iowa. They'll get 423 yards in a game, 298 through the air, because I talked about they love to pass the ball. But they'll also chip in at 125 uh, yards on the ground. They'll give up 355 yards per game, uh, um, 237 through the air, but they only give up a, they'll give up 118, not only, but they give up 118 on the ground. Um, you know, O'Connell's been playing very, very well. He's thrown for 2,438 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, but he also has 10 interceptions. Because if they're going to keep throwing this ball 358 times compared to like a Tommy DeVito's 255 times, and you're throwing that many interceptions, does not bode well. Um, the running back, McCoby uh, um, has 117 carries for 626 yards and six touchdowns. Chase Brown, um, who should be a Heisman candidate, um, still continue to talk about being the Heisman. Um, has 1,344 yards. He's still the nation's leading rusher. He only has five rushing touchdowns. Um, the leading receiver for Purdue is Jones, 83 receptions, 944 yards, nine touchdown catches out of the 15 that O'Connell has thrown. And Isaiah Williams is our leading receiver, 537 yards and five touchdown receptions. Um, keys to this, and we'll talk about how it looks to go to the Big Ten title game. Illinois, I think we got to find a positive in that loss, which is what we talked about last time was a positive out of this is um, whatever little weaknesses that were shown, if you want to call them weaknesses in Illinois, that now they, they uh, Purdue's going to see that and try to attack it. But as a college football team, you're going to self, self not self-diagnose, you're going to self-scout yourself and say, these are our weaknesses, this is what was shown, okay, so this is how they're going to attack us, they're going to... Uh, go after us this way, and that that shows that will have Illinois be able to say, okay, how do we fix these things? How do we get through this and fix some of the things that we need to? Um, but what they have to be careful is that Purdue is struggling, and they're going to be very desperate. Um, they want to just leave it all out there. Um, and what was written was, uh, the Boilermakers would love nothing more than to be the source of more Illini nightmares, especially since a win in Champaign would put them back in control of their ability to win the Big Ten West. Purdue is going to host Northwestern before a big-time matchup rivalry versus Indiana. Illinois has to go to Michigan and then close out against Northwestern. A loss at Wisconsin and Iowa in back-to-back weeks. They've put the Boilermakers in a position where they must win to keep their division title hopes within reach. If Illinois, this is what Illinois is playing for. If Guys, if Illinois wins, okay, if they win on Saturday versus Purdue, 
it would clinch the division with a win over either Michigan or Northwestern. Illinois holds the tiebreaker over Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota. So those wins are now coming back to help us, but the loss to Michigan State is going to come back to bite us, and that loss to Indiana is going to come back to bite us. Um, so Illinois is in control. They have to win against Purdue, and then they got to find a win against Michigan and or Northwestern. doesn't have to be both. If they lose to this, they're going to have to try to figure out how to beat a number three ranked Michigan who is looking to be in the college football playoff. They're looking to try to beat Ohio State at the end of the year. That's what Illinois has going on. You know, playing around and losing the two games to Michigan State and Indiana has has kind of helped them. Um, it's it's high. Stakes are very high. And one of the things that people kept compl- not complaining, they kept saying about Illinois was, well, they can't handle expectations. Well, the expectation coming into the year was if they were going to get four or five wins compared to Vegas odds. Um, one thing to help give some confidence or, you know, uh, some you, you're feeling feeling very competitive, you're very, feeling very good, is Coach Bielma coming to the podium saying, I didn't come here to just win five games. I didn't come here to – I came here to win Big Ten title games. I came here to compete for these Big Ten championships. I came here to go to bowl games. I'm not here to win five games. I'm not here to win seven games. I'm here to do this. And I think that's the confidence and this um, swagger that we're going to start seeing with Illinois, or we will see with Illinois. We have seen it. We just we just didn't finish drives. We didn't do everything like that. Um, you know, so that, that gives us a little good fit. Um, Brom, the head coach at Purdue, is going to come in and try to have a very pass-heavy scheme. Um, Aiden O'Connell was a walk-on. He has 67% completion. Um, second career 400 passing games at five. He's six in career passing at Purdue, 8,167 yards. And six in his career completion, 735. Um, they're going to have weapons that they can use. They've got receivers. Um, but we are going to have to step up and figure that out. Our defense is still, even though we gave up 23 points to Michigan State, we are still number one scoring defense. It's still number one and ranked defense. So that just shows how good the defense is, has been throughout the year. And we are going to continue that here versus Purdue, I believe, because knowing that Purdue was just going to drop back and try to pass the ball, that's that they've been game planning for it. Illinois does rank first again in passing defense, 152.6 yards allowed per game on and scoring defense. They allow 10.44 points per game. Um, what hurt them though was some talented receivers from Michigan State made a lot of plays. Um, and then we only converted on one of the six fourth downs that we had. Um, Witherspoon will be back and, and is going to help out the Illinois defense. I think we're going to see a great game. I think that Illinois' offense is going to bounce back in a big way where they are going to get back to what they do. There was, you know, I'm not going to go after, say anything bad about Coach Lonnie Jr. Yeah, you can always sit there and say some play calls were too cute, some play calls were a little questionable. Um, the red zone. Um, woes continue to, to fight this team. Um, but kind of like last year where after that Virginia game, things started to change for the defense and then offense had to make a change after the Indiana game, 
we started to see some changes a little bit after Iowa. Maybe a loss like this changes where we start to see a little bit of, you know, changes some things and what they're doing in the red zone. The defense was fine. It just let those receivers. Um, so we have to make sure that we don't allow Purdue's receivers to, you know, just just get open like Michigan State's did. It could be a couple of things with that where you don't have all those guys on film because of the suspensions. You know, you can make all these excuses. I think that Michigan State just had a game plan to take to, to really go after Illinois' aggressiveness. But you're not going to see Illinois not be aggressive. They're going to continue to fly around, make plays. Because things on defense is you call plays, you call certain schemes, and it has to work. There are going to be weaknesses in what you call, but you're hoping that the the first part of your call is going to do its job. So, for example, if you're bringing everybody, bringing the house, and the other team calls a screen, well, you don't know they're calling a screen. But you're hoping whatever you call, that's a weakness part of it, but you hope they get to the quarterback, you hope something happens. And it was just one of those things where, I don't know, I'm not going to say he's gotten lucky, but they've been able to battle through some whatever, um, if you want to call them mistakes, you want to call them whatever, They've been able to battle through them, and that's what's been great about this Illinois team and different for us Illinois fans is knowing, oh, something like we always wait for something bad to happen as Illinois fans. So in a game we see it where another team's moving the ball or this has happened, this has happened, well, we immediately go to, well, this is something bad that's happening. Um, We're just continuing to wait to see if something else happens. And this year, Indiana had happened a little bit, and Michigan State, and but and other games we've been able to battle through it. Michigan State just it just just didn't happen. Um, if you look at Purdue's receivers, they have a 944 yard um, and Charles Jones that we talked about. Their tight end is their second leading receiver, uh, Payne Durham. He has 411 yards receiving. T.J. Sheffield has 275. So they've got guys. Um, they all average more than 10 yards per catch um but illinois is gonna have their hands full with those type of receivers and so i predict that you're going to see a lot of physicality off the line of scrimmage on these receivers and illinois loves to live in the man-to-man defensive world and they want these matchups they want to look for turnovers you're going to have to pressure o'connell and try to get him uncomfortable in the pocket so having this wake-up call against michigan state um Coach Walters is going to have those guys ready. I think that you're going to see a very aggressive defense, a defensive line, some stunts up front, really get after the offensive line, get O'Connell to move. Um, the offense, I, I foresee you're going to see the same run from Chase Brown. But the way Tommy DeVito was throwing the ball, I think that you're going to start seeing hit. I think that they need to start throwing it more. Um, I know the receivers we have aren't these. No offense to them. They're not to that level yet because – Coming in, I said, who's going to be the guy? And right now it's been Isaiah Williams. But when it's third and five, are you going to throw it to him? What happens here? We've been giving it to Chase Brown. He's been carrying the load a lot. We need to see a couple of the running backs come up and kind of take the load off of him so we can have him healthy for that chance for the Big Ten title. I think with the way Tommy DeVito threw the ball last week, um, and I think we just they need to start opening up that part of the game even more and continue that. I'm not saying they have to come in and purdue it and throw it. If you have eight plays, we throw it seven times. I'm not saying that. But Tommy DeVito's completion percentage is off the charts. 
Um, he's been very smart with the football and with the play action RPO stuff that was really working versus Michigan State. I think they have to take advantage of that because of Purdue's defense um, giving up. They give up 237 passing yards. And then, and so I think that Illinois, they'll get the run game going. You know, people are going after the O-line against Michigan State. Can't blame the O-line on everything. They um, did do their job when they needed to at times. They just Maybe they didn't sustain many blocks, but you can't blame the offensive line for that game like some did. They're going to continue to get better. They're going to bounce back versus Purdue against this defense that's giving up 25 points. Illinois got to take advantage of that. When a team is giving up that many points and they're losing to a team, they allow Iowa to score that many points, we have to open it up where we do have the RPO. We have to play action. They're going to look at Chase Brown. They're going to look at Isaiah Williams. Challenge the wide receivers to get open. So I think you're going to see a little more passing than we're used to, but we're still going to get our same run yards because Coach Bielman wants to run the football. That's not going away. But I still do think they have to start opening up that part of it to really keep a defense on their toes, knowing that when it is third and two, third and three, they've got to worry about everything. Well, they're not going to just hand it to Chase Brown. They're going to throw it to three different guys. Um, they get uh, Reggie left the third or uh, thir- the third and and everything in there and try to get him the football. So just different things like that, I think, are going to open this up. Illinois has to win this game to to feel more comfortable about getting to the Big Ten title. I think the loss to Michigan State is going to be the jump start they need uh, to to get back in the win column. So look out for Illinois to win against Purdue, and then we're sitting in the seat where we just got to win one more game to to get to that Big Ten title. And then if that happens, you will see my butt in Indianapolis for that game. Um, so look for Illinois to win that. Look for them to open it up on offense with the passing game, and look out for that defense to really be pissed off and come after Purdue. And Purdue is going to be sitting at five and five when this is all said and done. Uh, but Purdue can sling it. So, Illinois fans, we have to be okay if we're seeing Purdue get yards in the pass game. This is what they do. This is what they're good at. And that's what they're going to take advantage of, seeing what Michigan State, did, Michigan State did to Illinois. So, we have to be okay with that. Illinois is just going to have to make sure they're not giving up the points. And I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to bounce back. When something happens to this Illinois football team last year and this year, they find a way to bounce back. And they're going to bounce back. And I think they're going to be in good shape with the leadership of the coaching staff. Um so look for Illinois to win against Purdue, and it's going to be a fun one. Everybody should tune into it. Um, thank you guys for watching and or listening. Please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow me at Coach underscore Steve72. Follow Rate It on Apple and iTunes, and you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the all the affiliates in the description below. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Um, also check out the Belly Up Media Network at bellyupsports.com. Um, thank you guys again for watching and or listening, and we will see you guys next time.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.